mood.tv Hey everybody and welcome. This is Sensei Match. Got EJ5000 and the Grega Man with me today and we are White Wasabi, uh, the podcast where we talk about anime awesomeness. Uh, this is our big number five episode and today we'll be going over SAO or Sword Art Online episode five. Um, there's a bit of a uh, controversy here uh, with episode five's title uh ej you want to give us a a look at that absolutely uh i'm going to be going with the wikipedia title first which is a crime within the walls uh and then if you're watching on netflix which i think most of us are we have murder in the safe zone so now here's your synopsis straight from wikipedia for a crime within walls first release on august 4th 2012 During a meeting between guilds on the 56th floor, Asuna, who has become vice commander of Knights of the Blood Oath, the most powerful guild in SEO, proposes a plan to lure a boss they're fighting into a village. However, Kirito opposes the plan, as the non-player character villages, villagers will be killed. A month later, on the 59th floor, Asuna finds Kirito taking a nap and chastises him for being lazy. Kirito persuades her to relax and she falls asleep. To repay him for guarding her while she was asleep, Asuna offers to buy dinner for him, but their meal is interrupted by a scream. They rush out of the restaurant to find a player, Keynes, hanging outside a church impaled with a spear. He dies immediately after. Fearing there's an unknown player versus player skill, they began to investigate the murder. Murder! Murder! Later, Yoriko Kane's, Kane's girlfriend mentions someone may have been spotted behind Keynes as he was impaled. After informing Yoliko of their discovery, she explains to them how she and Kane's are related to Grimlock. But during her explanation, Yoliko is abruptly killed by a dagger thrown from the window. Murder. Indeed. Oh, man. All right. Uh, well, the very first thing for me uh, in this episode was that we finally see Asuna again. Um what was it? I believe we haven't seen her since episode two. Anybody? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So right. now she's back, and not only is she back, but she's pretty badass. She's she, badass. She is super uh, badass. Second in command of the strongest guild. She's on the front lines, and not only that, she's not taking any crap from anybody. Um, she puts Kirito in his place, um, and with with very few words. She was basically like, if you don't like it, get out. And and I don't care. Which was which was kind of nice to see somebody just look at him in, in his emo eyes and be like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear your crap. If you don't like it, get out. Um, which was which was kind of cool. And to that end, I don't understand what his problem was. Um, NPCs are non-player characters. They're they're not they're they're comp- computer generated correct yep they basically just like walk from po- either they like stand around or they walk from point a to point b always and constantly moving okay and so uh, 
I have no idea why he would have an issue with using them as a tool. They're a tool in the game. What? Any idea? Anybody? Yeah, this is unfortunate. Jeez. We're all shaking our heads no on this yeah. one. <laughs> Entirely I mean, too emo. That's yeah, the I mean, answer Ki- you can have. Kirito will plan a divisive action where he will allow a girl's best friend, which is a small dragon, to die. <laughs> yes. But he won't do yep. this mission where a bunch of non human players will die because because what because oh maybe because they're different than rocks and trees it's his comparison oh yes yes he said they're not rocks they're not humans but they're not rocks and trees so clearly they must be something now is, is this, he trying this, to get deep is he trying to say artificial intelligence I, I mean what's i think he's just entirely too emo <laughs> it could be that or this was the other thing i was going to throw out does he really think this or is he just trying to pick a fight with his suit yeah, I I saw a little bit of that. It seemed like mm. she she's so hardcore and tough now that he he he's jabbing her, and he seems to jab her throughout the episode. She's very defensive throughout the episode, which I think she would have to be as a strong woman and being second in command. But he definitely seems to to be picking on her as much as he can. Uh, but he, like right afterwards, though, even like right after the meeting is is adjourned or whatever, he he talks to his buddy. I forget his name. Do you guys know his name? The the, the big black guy. Uh, I I'll Google while you talk. Uh, either way, he he they 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 um they have a quick conversation, and Kirito basically admits that like she's you know, he told her that she should join a guild if he, if she ever found one, and that she's super badass and and everything. Basically, gives her like all the props. But yeah, you're right. He just he treats her like crap pretty much the in, the entire time. Now is this him going back to now? Remember the last time we saw her. And, and him together was when everybody was was mad at him for being a beater and everybody was blaming the beta testers and he took all of that the brunt of that and said no it's not the beta testers it's just me could it be here that he's just trying to further that persona that he's a jerk and that he's selfish and that it's all him and he's putting up this front in front of everybody because we do see him act very differently with her uh not not too far from from that scene in this same episode yeah i i, I agree i mean it's it's interesting is that then even further on whenever the chaos is ensuing after they have their lovey-dovey scene which i know we'll backtrack to because i got a lot to say about that stuff but he's very assertive and and kind to her and kind to the group because he's he's like trying so hard to prove to everybody i think like what you were saying to be i'm a solo player i'm tough i was a beater i'm a baiter i'm whatever and (laughs) when we move forward he's he's a team player it's another it's another thing where his his bark is different than his bite you know I mean, I think, I, I, and as um, you know, on the game side of it, I feel like that's something that's a natural progression in games. Like you generally, I you know, like I definitely started out doing as much as I could on my own. I like to play on my own. I like to kill stuff on my own. I like the prizes on my own. But there comes a point in every game where you can't do something by yourself. You need, you know, other people to help you out. Just, just like life. Just like life. <laughs> can't do everything on your own, you guys. No, nah, it's. Just- that's a really good point, though, too. That's something that I, I forget to put in context where I take for granted that the universe is a game. I always, because I'm just like, this is the universe that we're in because it's a cartoon. So, yeah. And I forget to equate it like, oh, yeah, there's, there's, they're other, in something, you know, there's, other there's, dynamics. there's a world outside of it. Totally. And, you know, 
They all, like, she is, uh, Asuna even says it, I think, in this episode. And, you know, she's one of the only characters that really talks about the outside world. And she says, you know, every day we're in here is a day we lost outside. You know, and Kirito's view on it is slightly different. You know, he's he's the one who says, well, you know, but we're not outside. We're in here. So enjoy it. Which I thought was awesome and kind of out of character and beautiful. And those are those are the kinds of things that I like to write down and, and just... Because yeah. I like that. It's, it's like, remember to be in the moment. You know, he's, it's a very zen comment from a guy who will feel bad over everything. Everything. And, well, bringing us to that point, uh, when she finds Kirito just chilling, taking a nap, and she she rips into him, the, there is a, she makes a point to say that there are others uh, on the front lines that are clearing a castle at that very moment. That they're working hard, and you're sitting there, taking a nap. You're, you know, you're doing nothing. Um, and she attempts to set him straight, which completely backfires, and she ends up laying down, taking a nap next to him, which I found very funny <laughs> because he's not combative, really. He just kind of calmly explains his point of view, where she's, you know, she's angry about it, and it, you know, it reminds me of. Uh, uh, a very um, easy way to get at people, uh, you know, that, that I've used in the past, where when someone is very passionate about a subject, very and they get very heated and very angry, the more calm you are, the more pissed off they get. And that's kind of what he does to her. Like, she's, she's fired up, and he's like, hey, sit down. Take a load off. Can you not feel the breeze? Is it not awesome? This is like, the best day of the season in yeah. in this you know at this time in the game that'll ever it'll ever be. Yeah, and it, it's kind of funny because he doesn't. I think he falls asleep. He doesn't even realize that she falls asleep next to him. No, like he wakes up and is completely uh, surprised that she's there and kind of exposed. Um, <laughs> Well, and, and and I mean that in two completely <laughs> double entendre, uh, in two two completely different ways. One because we then afterward find out that uh, through some ridiculous hack or whatever, and Greg, you'll have to explain that um, that players can be killed while they're sleeping. So she's exposed that way. That's and you know, two, that's... she's ex- she's exposed, exposed. Um, the inexplicably wearing battle gear that does not cover much of anything. Yeah, I think that's why she falls asleep. I think that's why we see a change in her character so quickly, because you were saying, like, he throws a couple lines on her, and all of a sudden she's changed. And I think that not since episode two has she felt safe, and that's why she falls asleep, because I think that she's had to be so aggressive because she's hasn't been around anybody who has been as strong or as seemingly as sure in himself as Kirito up until that time. And not only that, but at the end of episode two, she totally sees through his bullshit. Like, you know, he, he acts like a tough guy, walks out, and she's like, hey, wait, you know, what, what's your name? And she's all, like, happy, asana, super sweet, like, oh, what, you know, what's your name? And, uh, you know, like, I, I don't even, I, I, I don't know your name. And that's when he tells her about the, the health bar and mm-hmm. how you can see their names. And, like, she totally just sees through the fact that he's, getting everybody uh, you know to go against him because again i think he only does that to save all the beta testers from ridicule indeed 
And that scene, I think another point too that, like you said, Greg, was that Kirito is super skilled. Like he he knows this game, which again I I made this uh, guess a couple episodes ago that he knows so much about this game that he knows when the perfect day is. He knows whenever the weather is simulated differently. And so I think even among, I don't know if the game is going to reveal it or if it's going to have anything to do with anything, but I feel like even among the beta testers, he's special for some reason. I don't know if he was a... There's got to be something. There's got to be something there. You know, it seems like it to me that yeah. that he's got a, a better head on it and he's more developed. And But that being said, he still lets people die left and right, so I don't know. <laughs> doesn't let them die they just happen to die yeah yeah <laughs> now at this point i i don't uh maybe it, it's a lapse in memory I, I i know that uh you know that she wakes up and she gets pretty pissed off at him like right off the bat like she has this angry look on her face but then she tells him that she'll buy him dinner been there uh <laughs> 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 oh too nice yeah she says like yeah so so we'll be Classic. even i'll buy you dinner because i guess she she made again she, he made her feel safe i think uh, okay probably okay. for the first time and because I, I i didn't that was one thing i didn't make note of but i don't know how far ahead we are they've been throwing dates at us nah. but they stopped doing the three months ahead now they well, just get it, dates so I, i'm not really sure tough. how far yeah. every once in a while they say like oh the last three months have been crazy or this last year but like it's I think I think they're I forget exactly where they're at at this point. See, well, it seems like at least a couple of months, right? Years, months. Oh. Okay. Which again yeah. brings brings question to what are the people IRL doing? They got beards, yeah. are they grody? They got poop all over them or people feeding them with feeding tubes, but Well, and this was kind of what made me laugh a little bit because, you know, she says uh, I'll buy you, you know, I'll buy you dinner. Uh so that will be even for you protecting me uh, because of this, you know, this new technique where people get killed while they're sleeping. Well, he was dead asleep, too. He didn't protect anybody. Yeah, she didn't know that. And and she doesn't need to know, Greg. I mean, she woke up. <laughs> she woke up and she saw him so, watching over her. So That's don't you say anything. <laughs> so, so. Because that dinner mind. was delicious. <laughs> So where where did they go to dinner? I, I was just I know this so is they like just a, basically that's what brings them to town, which is what leads them to the next major Olive event. Garden. Yeah, it was definitely no. I believe the I believe it was called <laughs> restaurant. Really? Okay. Yes. The only reason I even ask is because uh, this this episode I think is the first. It's a two parter. Yeah. And they don't they don't say it's a two parter, mm-hmm. but it, I believe it was floor fifty one. If I remember, this is going to be crazy if I remember this, but I, I did just watch it recently. The town is called Martin, and and it literally just says restaurant on the sign. Right. <laughs> just like the Seinfeld Diner. <laughs> we, just like the Seinfeld yeah. Diner. Diner. We, we went to the Olive Garden, which was lovely. <laughs> which was lovely. <laughs> because they make a big point about food with Asuna later. So I was just like, you know, this, this girl, she can make a sandwich, a mean sandwich, apparently so whenever she goes to eat is it a fancy place what you know i don't know well that's nice because they get into like kind of another aspect of video games which is the crafting side a side that i always avoided it's something that's very new to me too as i explained in the last episode which was a whole week ago uh (laughs) i i started playing uh rift which is a mmorpg and how's that going uh since the last episode yeah 
Oh, it's going great. Yeah. <laughs> and Nice. Now go make me a sandwich. <laughs> and I didn't realize that there's so many aspects to these games that I, I'm still used to the RPGs from, like, 1990 where you're, like, where you, it's very limited and you're picking a door and you can go through here and turn on a flashlight. <laughs> Anybody remembers any of those. This th- Choose your own adventure. Totally. Now these games are... You can do the quest that we all that I expect. You see, I'm personifying everybody here. I'm sorry if I'm generalizing for the public. Whenever I think about these games, I think you get in a group and you go and you kill some stuff and you get your XP up and you learn some magic and/or some skills. But really, it's like down to you got to get objects so you can make a sandwich, or you got to go fishing so that you can get the fish bone, so you can make a comb, so that you can the ingredients. But you can only get certain fish because you have to get a certain and fishing level to get that which certain fish. makes a cartoon based on a video game pretty easy in that aspect because it's almost the reverse. It's almost where you used to have video games like the Simpsons video game created off of these cartoons, but now it's almost easier. And not to mention the amount of people that play video games nowadays. It's it's, it's smarter to make a video game based off, or a, a, a cartoon based off of these video games that have literally 14 million subscribers for some of these things. I mean, that's more than primetime television, which is like 4 million. So, but um, I digress. I'm talking about the name of the restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you bring, you bring up a great uh, point there too, that comes up again here soon uh, when it comes to crafting things uh, and uh, a character that we're going to hear about coming up here very soon, Grimlock. Um, and, and his ability to craft things. Um, so perhaps that's a good good spot to take a little bit of a break. Uh, this is White Wasabi, Episode 5, and we will be back in just a few moments. everybody and welcome back to white wasabi episode five talking about sao episode five murder in the safe zone aka what was the other name a crime within the walls crime within the rocky and bullwinkle thing so i think (laughs) where we left off uh asuna and uh uh kirito are having dinner uh a, a nice nice little uh you know, n- nice restaurant. little gathering in in, in restaurant, restaurant. Um, <laughs> and they hear a scream, a blood curdling scream, um, and 
and or a they... dolphin? What the heck was that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I tried to make a noise. <laughs> they hear a dolphin. <laughs> hey, it could be. Could be. They hey. run outside. It's daytime. So th- I thought it was nighttime when they're inside. Not that that has anything really to do with it. Just it that blinds. was it. Was the ambiance? Good blinds. Yes. So the, yeah, they they run outside just just in time to see a guy in armor with a noose around his neck and a sword through his chest hanging off the side of a building. Did uh, now, struggling. Sensei? Did you think of this? Did you think of Bleach whenever you saw that? Actually, what I thought was, huh, who hasn't that happened to? Um, <laughs> it's like every third date for me. Um, <laughs> Damn it. Not again. Actually, it, it reminded me a little bit of, uh, of Eisen uh, hanging from the side of the barracks. Um, yeah, it was like Bleach episode 26-ish or something like that. Uh, yeah. There and yeah. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. like, it's very, it's, it felt very similar. Yeah, absolutely. But the the thing that kind of didn't make sense to me right there was he's got this sword sticking in him and he's hanging by a noose and everybody keeps yelling at him to pull the sword out. Yeah. What, is this going to make any difference whatsoever? I'm I'm under the assumption once you get stabbed, your hit points go down. I don't know is he still losing hit points cuz it's in him or what what the deal is there? I thought that too. That was my first reaction too. I don't think any any hit or stab is an instant kill. I think everything is going to drain your hit points, and probably something like that is like when you get when you run through, your hit points are going to drain faster than if you were just like cut. Okay, and we that's have the to way I would say it. We have to assume that game. he's at a, a higher level. He's he's not maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe even with a sooner at least similar. But he's got level. he's got some pretty tough armor on, so it must be you know he's got to be somewhere in there. Okay. And as we were talking uh, off mic too, it's very difficult to talk about this episode because it's a two-parter without giving away too much. But that was my first impression too. Was as as yours was. It was like, oh, wouldn't wouldn't he be dead? Because we saw the scene in the dungeon in episode three where people were getting killed after one slice. But I mean, again, we yeah, were talking a year also, later or something. Yeah. So. And you also have to equate the video game aspect. Like, if a super high-level thing comes out, even to some of those guys, they'll one-shot them even with a little slice. So it's always a level, yeah. you know, that's again, you know, coming from the game side, there's always something on that angle that you have well, to consider. Well, and the other additional thing that we have to consider was that this attack was strange because it was in a safe zone? Yes. In a safe so zone, yes. The only, uh, the only battles that can take place in a safe zone are from what I recall here are um, both parties have to agree to them and they are not to the death or are not usually to the death. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong there. Nope, that's absolutely right. I think uh, it's, it's a duel. They have to be accepted. You have to be like, it's almost like you see them going through a menu. So it's like there must be like terms or something. Maybe you can mm-hmm. like bet on it. Um but like that's you know that's a player versus player. They definitely have those in MMOs. That's definitely you know something that happens. And usually there's like an arena or a place that that you can conduct those things. Right. So after he eventually dies here, uh, Kirito, uh, it's either Kirito or Asuna. They they both start yelling to the whole crowd who w- was watching to look out for the player who has the victory uh, uh, icon. icon. Because if it was a duel, somebody had to win. They would have a victory icon, and there isn't one there's there's nobody around that has that um i don't really know what the implication of this is because 
the guy had a sword sticking out of him. By that point, the person could have run away. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, like I wouldn't hang out and just check it out. I, I guess. Yeah. Maybe they got there so fast. You know, that's the only defense I have for them. Yeah, yeah. I, it, Except for whatever they try to get him down, they they go up to this tower. It's it's pretty high up there, and there's like this elaborate Rube Goldberg way that he's <laughs> hanging too. You know, so it's like. That person's gone. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that that was a pretty ingenious genius uh, uh, setup up there. So, <laughs> Rube girl. So they, they so they call out and they're like, "Does anybody see anything?" And then, uh, who who's the the girl that we see that finds that she's like, "Oh, I saw something. I'm the one who screamed." Yuriko. Yuriko. Yes, that's right, Yuriko. So, she straight up says that she knows Kai. She was just walking with Kai. Um, she was she was just walking with him. She knew him. She met up with him there. Um, that eliminates sleep PKs. Indeed, uh, and uh, and that she knows of nobody that would want him dead. That's her her first statement. Um, that that she doesn't know of anybody. Um, yeah, I have I have a note here too about what she says. She says this. Uh, the, the body I think is just disappeared, and it's just I think just the three of them. People are clearing out. And she says something about, I think this is hard for you, but... And as she's saying this, we have our, I think, maybe fifth or sixth gratuitous... Gratuitous. <laughs> this is gratuitous. Butt shot. Apple bottom, tight pants, butt shot. Maybe some camel toe. Reverse camel toe butt shot. <laughs> Reverse camel toe. Like, they they went into detail for now, no Now, this reason. episode, as compared to some of the others... Okay, well... Now you're talking about this, so I'm gonna have to pull this up on Netflix right now because I don't I don't recall that. So it is ridiculous. It is it is there like if you, if this was a movie and it was a camera shot, there was there's no way anybody would ever choose this as the camera shot. Oh yeah, that cinematographer would get an Academy Award for biggest creep on a film <laughs> set if this was a shot or whatever those porno <laughs> awards are because that's the only time you've ever seen this is in a porno I, I do believe I'm, I mean I'm not certain but it's called a woody isn't is it that right <laughs> oh yes yes you're right it's I'm not woodies. sure though I mean I, I might have heard they that they are somewhere. the woodies <laughs> yeah, but yeah and woody. this isn't uh, again this isn't like a shot this isn't like a second no this is like a four second shot a cutaway and then another four second and shot again and maybe even a fourth time. <laughs> there might be a third time. There may be a third time, but I don't remember. I think it's only two. And this is this is uh, the way too yeah. much. Oh my, and with oh a my suit, God. you seen it? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching it right now. Now we didn't mention before e- earlier in the episode either, but there there is like a couple crotch shots of Asuna too. Whenever they're in the field, and he's lying down on the grass, looking up at her totally upskirt shots like they're they are they as i had mentioned in the last episode we have crossed that line they are like stepping it up they are turning on the sexy in the show not a children's show not just not a just a children's show. show yeah they have stepped it up and now we are like we're in it to win it and that's cool but i'm i'm glad that you saw that shot greg man that shot was absurd yeah, yeah. and wonderful I saw it the first time, and then every other time when I rewatched it, it was just like, and not the shot, I mean the episode. <laughs> it was just like more and more gratuitous. Like, really? Like, this is what you chose to do? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I, ju- I just went back and watched that because I, I didn't actually catch that the first time. There are two separate shots 
at that time where Kirito's talking and you see Asuna and uh, Yuriko. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Yuriko from behind, and it's like five well, or six seconds. It's each, like the tightest year. We'll, we'll take screenshots and put them in the notes of the episode. So check that yeah. out because that's that is crazy. Indeed, indeed. Ridiculous. Check it out. It's comment because. <laughs> Yes. And again, and from an episode that's not like ridiculous. Well, from an episode where the dialogue isn't very hypersexual, because the yeah, it's just such a random random insert. Yeah, dude just died, and they're talking about it. (laughs) Camel toe. All right. (laughs) She's crying. She's like, now that you got a half chill because you just saw a guy hang and get stabbed to death. Here's some reverse camel toe for you. Or they're like, oh, we don't want to see those tears coming down your face. We'll just show everybody your ass. <laughs> We'd rather see those tears in your pants. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so then they talk to Yuriko. Smooth. Another, yeah, right? Another couple <laughs> days later? An hour later? Like or later I think later like, that night, maybe? Or they walk like, her home, right? I just right? remembered a bunch of stuff. They walk her home. Yes, they want to protect her? No, I'm sorry. Okay, I think they, they, they bring her home. And then they go to get the 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 item appraised because they need to find an appraiser, in order to find out what this sword is and see if there's any information about it. That I think that's what happens. They're like, all right, let's get her back to her, you know, the inn. They tell her stay here. This is the safest place, and we'll go find out what this sword is and see if we can, you know, get any leads. And the, the appraiser doesn't want to deal with. I thought it was interesting with Asuna, at all. It's not that he doesn't want to deal with her. He, I think it's just like a, a crazy, funny reaction to like old friends seeing each other, and and he's like, "You're a solo player, and she's a badass." And, la- and like literally at the beginning of this episode, even though it was a month ago, you guys were just fighting with each other. Okay. You know, I so I think it's just kind of like a goofy callback. Yeah. Okay. And so they were in the shop, and they were looking at that sword. But what was so special about that sword? Um, well, they, so, uh, did you, I, I don't remember that guy's name, but he, he's the old friend that they met pretty early on at the first, uh, raid fight, but he's, uh, he, so he has an appraising skill because he owns a, a weapon shop, so that means he can kind of look into the item and see who made it and stuff, so he finds out that it was crafted by Grimlock, it's called the Guilty Thorn, and, um, I think that's really all he finds out about it. And I think that that ability is also another interesting thing because I think in the previous episode we found out that there's beast masters or people that can have animals. Beast tamers. Beast tamers. And in this one, they actually have an argument about how neither of them have that skill so they need to go find someone who does. So it's nice to see the different skill sets opening up just like a MMORPG would. Yep, that's the crafting element. I I waited a very long time before I made myself start doing that. Yeah, that's when it gets it, kind of boring and slow and or... I was going to yeah, say... it's super boring. Greg, is that does that take forever? Uh, well, in the one I played, it the game had come out like a decently long time ago. So, like, the crafting element was just the lamest thing ever. You just put some items in a menu, hit OK, and your guy would, like, kneel down and make a little crystal. And then it would either explode with good stuff or explode and it was bad and that was it and then you'd have to just do that over and over and over one at a time it was terrible <laughs> and so what do they do with that information they find out they just they're just looking for clues right they're trying to find out so they're just looking for clues so basically that was when they first found yep. out grimlock so that's when they go back and talk to uh yuriko at her room because they're like let's go see if she knows anything about these names and when they mention it she's like oh shit i should have told you guys busted everything. 
And now that you mention that name, that starts to make things a little bit more It all clear. begins to unravel. And it unravels with this story that we all, all three of us are a little confused by. I'm very confused by. So she she tells it that they're Semi, yeah. they're in this hilarious guild called what the some golden golden, apple. golden, apples. golden apple guild. Okay, listen, people out there playing your MMORPGs, it's okay to pick cool names for things. You don't have to call yourself the Golden Apples. <laughs> so they picked Golden Apples sure. for their guild name, and there was apparently like like seven or eight of them. Yeah. So and one what what did. Greg, you you seem to be good with the details. Um, so it was, it was Grimlock and Griselda. Griselda. Were, Griselda was like the leader. Um, she was apparently some beautiful warrior. She was married only in game to Grimlock, who was always seen as like a happy guy, and everything. And then you had um, Yoriko, Canes, and uh, what is the third guy's name? Who is in? Uh, Schmidt? Uh, us, us and his guild. Schmidt, yes. Schmidt is correct. He's the um, the third member you know, kind of like right off the bat. So she tells the story of the ring falling, and, um, you know, they go from there. But I think, I, they, I don't know if they reveal the other characters right then, but they hardly reveal who they are. And basically, they sent this one person off to give the ring away. Yeah, so right. they got like a super rare drop, which is which is, you know... Usually, especially in like a guild like that, you guys are they're gonna want to talk it over and see what they want to do with it. It, it. If it's super good, you know they might want to use it to benefit the guild. If it's really rare, they might want to sell it and then share all that money. And at that point, they talk about which way things went, and that they they ended up people disagreed on what to do with it. Correct, and uh, and it went to a vote. Yep, they did it democratically, um, and I don't recall. Which side of the fence Griselda and Grimlock fell on? Um, it was, I think it was uh, Yoriko, uh, Schmidt, and Keynes wanted to keep the ring for the for the group, and the other five wanted right. to sell so, it. Right. So, and that was one of the things that confused me a little bit. Griselda wanted to sell it. She went to go sell it, and and she gets offed, and. While they're sitting there talking about this, somehow Yuriko uh, feels guilty that they took a vote and, and blames herself in part for Griselda's death. Um, but they took a vote and Griselda got her way, uh, which I, I didn't get that part at all. I think it's just a continuation of mm -hmm. that whole... Uh emo vibe that this show can give at times where people just feel bad for things but uh, and at this point in time we have to yeah, this is a two-parter it's really hard not to i mean this whole show there's spoilers here you know she she is telling you how she wants uh, us to feel how she's feeling let's yeah. put it that way yeah all right <laughs> yeah and that's some vague backward <laughs> bs <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that is the background. Yeah, there. they pull some M Night um, stuff, yeah, you know, sure. some M Night Shamama um, stuff going on, going on here. So, gotta follow the signs for your sixth sense. I hate that episode. guy. <laughs> Sorry about that. And the death oh. of the first of the last Airbender <laughs> movies. Oh, <laughs> terrible, terrible. 
so basically, they're, they're, we, we kind of like, it's it's tough to follow us a little bit only because like it, the episode's really weird in the sense like they they talk to her once, then they drop her off, then they go drop the sword off, then they go back and talk to her. They discover that they both kind of know who Schmidt is. So then I guess Asuna and Kirito go off and get Schmidt and come back, but like that happens in a split second. And then they're all meeting together. And that's kind of where I think you were getting to what... Um, uh, y- Yoriko was kind of saying that's where she kind of starts to go a little bit crazy right right yeah she gets very emotional yes and they're yeah they kind of start to develop that side of it go ahead Matt. so yeah so she gets she gets very emotional about it and even goes so far as to say that you know she uh, uh they had no right to vote on it uh, or, or some such nonsense and even though Griselda got her way that she should be avenged and that um Kinds kind of had it coming to him, and that so does she, and anybody else in the, um, in, in that was in the guild, with the exception of Grimlock, who just went along, always just went along with whatever whatever Griselda wanted. And there's something that, that we didn't mention. What what does she think is going to get them? What do they at this point believe has been doing the killings? Oh, the 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 ghost, ghost. ghost past. They think it was a ghost because ghost of Griselda. There's no possible way that a Player attack can be can made on someone if in a safe zone. So, right. Kirito doesn't really buy it. I don't think he's pretty sleuthy. He's always looking for the science of it and like you know the computer science of it, if you will. Yeah, totally. <laughs> nice, nicely. But done. I think it's you know it's definitely worth noting that for half this episode they're like it's ghosts. Yeah. It could be ghosts. And it it also kind of goes back to what you guys uh, had alluded to or pointed out uh, earlier that Kirito definitely knows more about this game than he leads on or lets other people know. Um, so when they bring up this thing about ghosts and he emphatically is like, no, it's you know, there's no ghosts. There's no ghosts. Um, and he's very, you know... Yeah, the game he's, is made he's, fairly, he said. He said, even though the game is... Right. He just said the game's made fairly. It's not right. It's yeah. made yeah. fair. And so then she... Uh, is going on about this. Uh, Asuna's like, oh, no, and and then she gets stabbed. Stabbed right in the back. Right in the back. And we yeah, see... They're, they're both looking right at her, and, and she gets the stabbed same, through the back. like, uh, orangey crystals that are falling from the sword as that were in... Uh, kinds. The hung- yep. Ki- kinds. Ca- so, kinds. I, I make mention of that because, again, for future, for the next episode, it's pretty important that it looks exactly the same, which looks different than the destruction of objects in all the other episodes. Yeah. It's doesn't shatter the same way, which I got to say, animation standpoint, I love the way that things bust apart. It's not a bloody show, but I really like the way that they have these things de- dematerialize. And another thing that I noticed, too, another tangent, that the title cards, they do this, like, glitch animation. It looks like a glitched background yeah which i know is a video game thing but i'm definitely into the glitch culture and glitch art and stuff so i like Mm. i really dig that aesthetic and i think it's really cool that they do that you know you brought up a a good point there too that it isn't necessarily a bloody um uh show but there was a part that you know i wanted to discuss that i skipped over at the beginning where they have the sword uh that that was rammed through kinds and kirito grabs it and Attempts to stab himself mm-hmm. with it. Oh, right in his, right his hand. hand. 
in his hand, and and Asuna grabs his arm, and she basically looks at him and goes, "What are you, an idiot?" Like, again, another example of him taking chances he doesn't need to take. But are the is he taking chances he doesn't need to take, or does he know something? And he's at le- I mean, he was at level seventy eight last episode, so I mean. It- what is he at now? Who knows? And who know, I don't. And yeah. we don't even know the leveling system either. I mean, there's. You think there is there is usually a max level? I mean, I'd, I'd assume so. There usually is, yeah. yeah. And then like every couple of years, when the game starts to get stale, they release a expansion where they increase the max level and keep you playing. And they get the the noobs like a week to do super X HP or something. Like or, yeah. super XP to catch up and get characters up there or, or yeah. I think that. That we we glossed over too the marriage. You said the thing about marriage, where the two characters were married, and there's a conversation. I think it might have been during uh, dinner where they were talking. Uh, or Kirito. Oh, Asuna and Kirito. Yeah, are talking about the dynamics of marriage in the game, and I kind of missed some of it, but I also realized that it was a, uh, an important conversation. Yeah, they they basically talk about how in the game, if you get married, you then um, have a shared storage, where everything is now combined that you get like any anytime if you're a solo player and you get a drop it's yours i guess when you're married in game for them if you're even if you're out by yourself killing and you'd get a drop it falls to your combined storage with your significant other which is a huge benefit in a game like this uh possibly because i mean in a game where you can die it's a huge benefit but in this game you can't die so it's it's a trust thing too i mean you know i mean like you know they're if they're getting married in game then something's there and it's like, you know, those items can then be passed back and forth. So, like, that powerful ring, for example, that they had, you know, if they if if the two of them wanted to just pass it back and forth and use it, if they decided they did want to keep it, you know, it's easier for them than having to worry about trading it to somebody and then never getting it back. The two of them now have the ability to pass it back and forth and, you know, use it however they want, perhaps, or something like that. But See, that, I knew, I knew, I knew talking this out with you especially would bring light to the next episode because that's that exactly what you said there makes a lot of sense with what actually ends up happening which I didn't realize and so I'm glad I brought up the whole marriage thing because that totally went over my head yeah and I forgot we totally did gloss past that and that's like it, it, it makes you until you watch both parts of the two episodes it, it really you're like why if you, you it usually it passes right by you because you don't even think that it just happened it's it doesn't matter it's inconsequential until the second episode. And there's a lot of conversations in this show that you're like, is that going to have something to do? Like, uh, last episode, yeah, episode four, where we learn a little bit more about Kirito's backstory. Okay, in in, in IRL. Is, is that going to have anything to do with anything, or isn't it? You know, they, they throw stuff at you that I think that sometimes they want you to pay attention because it's a long scene, and then there's, like, short scenes where you should have been paying attention, but you weren't. And this is a 20... It's not 22 minutes. It's, it's, it averages around 26 minutes for the episodes, which I think is pretty interesting, too, just to talk about episode length because that doesn't really allow for American commercials. So oh, very true. And this wasn't straight to... This wasn't a straight-to-Netflix show, so... Uh, I don't know if if they were if there was an extended version. Uh, Greg and Man, you were watching it via iTunes and Netflix. So the iTunes episodes, you said they they reflect the the Netflix episodes. Um, pretty accurately. I believe so. Let me get back to you in two seconds. I'll actually just find yeah, because out. that's I mean, I, whenever you think about TV, like uh, you you take a chance on your time, and so if it's if you're doing a half an hour show, you get twenty two minutes max usually. 
24 yeah. minutes on iTunes. 24 on iTunes. I'll check Netflix while you guys Yeah. ponder. Is there anything else you uh, could think of, Matt, that was sticking out? Yeah, you're hitting all those things, but you just kind of glossed yeah, over as well. Yeah, just about 24 minutes on uh, on Netflix as well. Um, okay. But yeah, the, no, you guys, well, there was another piece is the marriage thing that was what popped into my head um, when they were talking about it was more so if you're married in game um, and I, this connects a little more to, to the real world, what what would your actual significant other think of that? You know, what 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 impact does that have? Um, and I don't know about, you know, in reality, but you always hear these stories about people meeting online through games and stuff or, uh, you know, people having Ashley Madison accounts and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing that popped in my head when they started talking about they were married in game and I, I don't know it just seems weird to me having not been an uh mmo player uh is that a regular thing uh the greg man like in game marriages it, and stuff it, yes well, in, how how it relates to the real world i guess no i mean i don't have you ever been have you ever been married well, in game greg no, no, I haven't. That's something uh, I didn't really uh, try to get involved in. So there are, there are, there are people. Well, there's so there's. I guess there's kind of two types. There's people who are like married that both play games. So maybe they like you know do something. I don't like they have a wedding, and then post. And I'm doing the air quotes for you. And then they post pictures and they invite everybody and you can. So there's no actual in fi- Well, no. In I think in Final Fantasy XI there was like a, a quest you could go on to get like the tuxedo and the wedding dress and like pretend and do the whole thing but i don't know if there was ever like a bond in game that where you're sharing mm. stuff like that i don't think mm. there was because then people would just basically post it in their information that they got married yeah. and then i think there were some people who have met online and are married in game and it's more of just like it's a you know they treat the game more as a life away from life kind of thing you know they're a little bit more immersed so like that when they're in that world they're kind of like this you know this show where they they feel like they're in that world so when they're there they're with these people but then outside usually there's some separation where they know that hopefully that they're in you know a so different that seems reality. like more along the lines of like those sims games or things like that where people are or, th- or what's that yeah third third life second, second life. life third like well yeah second yeah. life well but like at the same time you know i mean i've met some people that i've played games with for sure like you know that live nearby or they were coming up i think i met i met one of the guys i met in the game at the belmont stakes and we went and drank beers and gambled see in and like in 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 this scenario though in this show <laughs> we keep on seeing the characters as they are IRL now right and again right. no chubby people a lot no of beautiful people. people well some chubby people some chubby people in episode 4 one of the one of the bad guys was a chubby guy okay okay fair enough there's chubby guys there hasn't been chubby girls now thank god but <laughs> But the other thing that we see is that <laughs> everybody's like high school aged. There's no old heads, and by old heads, I mean people are. Um, age. I'd argue the the uh, the big black guy seems older. He does seem, but I you mean, know, so does Kirito. Older. Kirito doesn't seem like a teenager. Yeah, he does. They gave him the body. I mean, like I'm going with I go with body types. Klein to me seems a bit older. Klein seems like he'd be like a college kid. Okay. I think the big black guy seems like he'd be like a twenty-something, like yeah. you know, a professional. Yeah. Okay. But like, just happens to be a gamer. Um, 
but I'm trying it, to think. the core the core people that we've seen so far um uh asuna kirito um but yeah you know, um that's the demo for sure. I'd say like yeah, demographic. that demographic. But then you do also have, um, who was it last? Uh, what was her name last episode? Silica. Uh, no. Uh, Silica was definitely uh, younger. Um, the redhead what, chick. What the, the redhead chick? Yeah. Um, she I seemed older. I agree. Rosalia. Rosalia. Yeah, she, yeah. Rosalia. she definitely seemed like uh, oh, redheaded chick. Rose. Rosalia. Got it. Um, <laughs> and just picked up on that. Wow, I'm I'm quick on the uptake. Um, <laughs> I I so I just was making the point mix. where it's interesting to see that marriage is a big part of this game, and it seems like the younger players are are gravitate are gravitating it. toward it. I mean, and that's just off of this two episodes, you know. But yeah, but but you're right. You don't true. thus far. You have not seen any older like father figure 40 plus or even older uh you know uh gray-haired type characters we just we haven't seen any of them yet yeah which i mean like or young kids for that matter oh yeah, that's true or, too yeah you haven't seen any like young tweens as <laughs> young kids you know and i, I mean you know, like i play halo or a video game or destiny and there's like you know some of them they're cutting off communication now but when you used to play halo back in the day you'd get little kids all the time yeah it's true yet yet because i mean i know you guys spoil yet. alert on the podcast but i mean uh sensei has watched pretty far ahead and greg and man you're getting there i just can't stop man this is a really good show i really enjoy it I, it is so good it's a lot of fun just so so and good. i had I it literally on my list for a long time on netflix and i just never hit play Never realized uh, until today too that it, it was, this show started in 2012. Yep. So it's a it's a baby show, and the sequels, mm-hmm. which means we're you know obviously on the cutting edge of anime. Absolutely. <laughs> the <laughs> cutting edge obviously. of Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online. <laughs> <laughs> swords. I like swords. <laughs> and then we're left with we're left with kind of a cliffhanger because this is this is a two two parter. Yep. Indeed. Yeah. So. Uh, so as soon as she stabbed in the back, and they cut to amazing anime music. That's pretty good. Wow, dude. Yeah, that's what I got for you. Look for next episode where Greg like sings it. the theme song for us. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right, well, looks like we're going to wrap it up for episode five of White Wasabi here. Um, what a cliffhanger match. Leave them with the cliffhanger. <laughs> uh, make sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook. EJ, what am I forgetting? And just uh, go to mood.tv to, to, to comment on our, our posts. We try to put up some artwork and funny little tidbits about the episodes that you might have missed. Uh, Google Plus, we're on there too if you, if, you're, if you fancy it. Indeed, indeed. All right. Thanks, everybody, and we'll catch you next time with episode six. Mood.tv